0: So again, I'll, I'll um, try to um, repeat and summarise um, uh, someone's question, a person's question, and if, you, if you're not comfortable with um, if you have a question you want to ask and you're not comfortable with it being made public, um, then let, let me know and I'll, I'll press pause on the recording. So, is there anyone there? Yeah, um, Before I came on this retreat,
1: I was an empty I really love it so much, thanks to you. And and, uh, so this has been a a, a new set of experiences for me. (coughs) So while I was thinking, reflecting, I was thinking... So sometimes when I sit in my kitchen, and Mm -hmm. I I open my eyes, or even during the sit, things become insubstantial in the sense that the kitchen cabinets now look completely new and fresh and still and, and um, almost vibrating at the same time. Um, and also the other thing is I, I'm not quite sure sometimes whether I'm in samadhi or emptiness. It's just And so sometimes when I'd open my eyes, at the end of the sit, I felt something which I could now identify perhaps as the divine. Something n- not just one-dimensional, it's not just that those things have faded, there's some, some sense of mystery, majesty, unknowing. I'm um, thinking about it, and I've been reflecting on this, and thinking about it. There are other times when I had, as it were, what I would describe as definitely mystical experiences, and they have a similar flavor. So I'm just wondering whether in fact emptiness practices could lead, could, whether, you know, whether it could actually lead to the divine, as a sort of... You know, pointing to that as much as you can
0: mm. to the divine. Mm. So, um, let me see if I could summarize adequately that, that. um just saying she used to be what she calls an emptiness bore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really interested in that. So this whole area of imaginal practice is relatively new. And um, we're talking a lot about divinity and mystical experiences and things. And she recognizes from the past that, um, whether at home or here on retreat, opening the eyes after there's some stillness, not sure, um, and and then perceiving the world as a shiny, radiant, etc. but also... uh, recognizing in hindsight that in that perception there's also some majesty and some, some mystical depth. But I also experience
1: the insubstantiality, e- you know, the kind of zone quality, the kind of, okay. you
0: know, it's Yeah, with the, with the sense of insubstantiality to perception, and um, not sure, am I in a state of samadhi or emptiness, and what's the relationship, and is it possible to experience... The the mystical opening and the divinity through through emptiness, is that right? Yeah. Um, So, thank you. So, um, you know, this business about, well, actually the whole path, um, the whole way Buddhism (coughs) is construed, and who the Buddha was, and what he tried to communicate, and uh, where the teachings go, etc. Even here at Guy House, if you were here for a while and you went to every retreat, you, you would get very different completely completely, almost opposite pictures of what that is. So you will get people who say the Buddha was categorically not a mystic. He was trying to go away from all mysticism, and anything like that. And then you get people who would say the Buddha was a mystic and he was <coughs> opening that door. So e- everything within the Dharma, um, things like emptiness and uh, samadhi, etc., they all get interpreted according to this vision or fantasy of the package of where the whole path is going. So, um, in in a vision or fantasy of the path that um, is categorically and, and refuses any, any mystical sense, then emptiness has to be interpreted acor- accordingly. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes what you get, and... Uh, it, I may talk about this tonight, or I don't know, but... Um, I may have talked about it tonight. <laughs> 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 um, that, uh, e- e- emptiness has this kind of, what I call a deflationary quality. Like it's a deflationary teacher. Emptiness is saying, don't get excited about anything. Why? Because there's nothing behind anything or mystical. Nothing has any depth. Everything is interconnected. So, so nothing is worth getting excited about and And the path is essentially um letting go of any kind of possibility of that it should meet meet this existence face up to it it's what it seems to be and you know um versus the way I would con- construe the whole path of emptiness is um uh, it, it's an opening to to divinity like it, that that's where it goes absolutely and um, or that's where it can go put it that way that 's where it can go um it may not be obvious at first with, with the whole way, the, the way, at least the way I would present the way emptiness opens up. It may be that the first thing is just a bit more cooling, a bit more spacious, a bit more ease with things, etc. But as you go deeper, um, I, I, and this I would again be in the almost plural of it, divinities, perceptions of divinities, different kinds of mystical experiences open up. Um, emptiness can provide certain um, almost like predictable experiences that, that open up for people, um, and then and then at a certain level it provides a kind of I don't know how to say this like a, a platform that um, allows all kinds of other experiences to open up of divinity so divinities or experiences of divinity different kinds of mystical experiences, and um, and then what we're adding on this retreat is that actually those possibilities are amplified, magnified even more in any possible direction. It's not just, everything is, everything is divine because it's empty, or everything is divine because it's universal love, or everything is divine because it's, and nature is awareness. It's, what, what, what starts to happen when, with the soul-making process is, the kinds of divinity, and where you find them, the faces of divinity, they just it just multiplies in, in the opening, in, in the perception. Um... It's, am I in samadhi, am I in emptiness? The two are related. They're related by virtue of the fact that states of samadhi are um, states of progressively less fabrication of perception of self, other, and world. Um, and and going, so to speak, pra- doing emptiness practices are also practices that, uh, uh, what would you say, they, they they fabricate less. So they kind of, there's a convergence of direction. Then in that, in that movement of less and less fabrication, um, the, 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 this kind of mystical experiences along a certain avenue. Does this make sense? What we're doing is saying, hey, not just that avenue, but that avenue, that avenue, that avenue, that avenue, that avenue, that avenue. that, avenue, that, avenue, that avenue. It's infinite, and it, and it kind of proliferates in the best sense in, in every possible direction, rather than just a sort of classical direction that, that you tend to get in most spiritual teachings that, that offer a more universal perspective on things as opposed to personal deity. So,
1: so that tells me a lot. I mean, I'm, I'm sort of... Because that was a, what I was thinking. Was, what, you could take that platform. Or yeah. I prefer to call it a diving board. Okay. And you could, in theory, go...
0: Yeah. So that's p- one of the places where I see that the Emptuous Path um, opening out m- most valuably is, is to that... Um, creating yeah platform or i don't know what the best word is um legitimization, freedom to um see in all kinds of different ways and not get hung up on this idea that something needs to have some kind of objective right you've lo- you've lost all that, and what you've got is just a freedom to play with perception um in in all kinds of ways yeah, yeah. good um. About this, because someone asked this in in um, in an interview today. It's that like, when I say this about the jhanas being states of progressively less fabrication, I'm not suggesting that that's the way that one needs to go. That everyone needs to practice the jhanas and if they want to know the unfabricated. So I, it's more just it's a way of understanding what is happening at, um, in in Buddhist in classical Buddhist practices. There, everything in the Dharma um meta, generosity, samadhi, insight, uh you name it, all the st- stuff in those lists moves in the in the classical list, moves in the direction of less fabrication. So I don't mean to suggest that it's a it's a practice that everyone needs to do. Do the jhanas, otherwise, you know, forget about it. Um it's more like there's a way of understanding what that whole movement in the Dharma is. It d- does it make sense? Mm-hmm. It's a it's a conceptual um so I, I yeah, apologise if that wasn't if that wasn't clear. Does that make, make sense? Yeah. So the, the, the ways are manifold, but there's there is for me there's a way of understanding things, this business about fabrication and then what gives you the freedom to fabricate um, in beautiful ways. But it's not necessary that everyone needs to tread that practice path, that particular Yeah, I uh, Dave, yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> So,
2: Eros and Cosmic Boisa, um my understanding <clears throat> of what you said um, is that when there's a certain quality or, or force of Eros, mm-hmm. that you get a sort of spilling over from the image. Um, and I feel like uh, a couple of times you sort of suggested that quality of the image goes to sort of the whole world. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder, I, th- I think, I feel like I've experienced things in a small way, but I, I just wonder how much that relates to what you're talking about, whether there's any more examples that you could give to that, that sort of, yeah, the spilling to, sort of, to the whole
0: cosmos, the whole experience, rather than little flares of, of sort of something from an image coming up in Could you give an example? Do you want to?
2: Yeah, so, <coughs> you know...
0: So um, can I, I just repeat your question and yeah. you can... So, I don't know about repeating your example, but um, let's figure that out. So, so Dave's asking um, I've, we've talked about um, the force of Eros being able to open up cosmopoesis. By cosmopoesis, we mean, poesis means to create, like one writes poetry, like one creates poetry. So, in the perception of the cosmos, we're, through the perception, through the ways of looking, we're actually, so to speak, discovering, creating the cosmos. In that, in that, in that beautiful way, and through the force of the soulmate. One way it can happen is through an image, an imaginal image. There's eros in it, and that whole um, galvanization of the soul-making process and perception and movement and involvement and relationship happens with that image. And then one way that things can happen is that begins to spill over into the world, and then one looks around oneself. uh, after let's say after the meditation, if you're doing it in, in that kind of linear way, and and you notice, oh, the world the world looks different now. And how does it look different? How do I feel it different? What is the world? So the idea and the perception and the sense of the world <coughs> is um, tra- tra- transformed, transubstantiated in in connection and with the flavour of of the image. So that's one way that things work. um do you want to give an example? So, so that so for example, after, you know, spending some quality time with trees, mm-hmm. um,
2: you know, my head and my heart were full of tree. Uh, and just there's something a certain sort of patience, a certain sturdiness that I started to notice. But it wasn't that the whole cosmos it was like it was you know, just individual maybe objects mm-hmm. or Relationships had a sort of sacred treeness in their in their patience in their yeah Yeah. Um, whereas what you're describing sounds a bit more sort of like it's happening in a different uh, I don't know in a different way on a different level because this idea of it's almost everything
0: yeah Um, so for example, with with a tree and the sort of sturdiness and patience of the tree um, was then perceived in in a few other um, objects or or things in nature, but not in this kind of pervasive way that um, may have been alluded to. Um, I, yeah, I I wouldn't, you know, like all these things including jhanas, it's it's like the the cut-off points are not, you know, it's like, don't get too hung up there. Um, I would just... Um, keep keep practicing and see what happens you know um it can also happen the other way around you know so you're uh y- you're walking or sitting whatever and suddenly everything is a certain way you know um so it, it doesn't only only happen that way um what do you feel like you need now with that with with the whole question that you're asking <coughs> it's it's interesting it's just it
2: was a little Detail that has just stuck in my mind for
0: a long yeah. time. about yeah. I I I think with these things, not not to force and, and pressure. You know, it's like, what if we, you know, we work, we work hard in meditation. We say, what what can I do and balance and how? You know, what what are the skills and elements of the art and all that, and and that's good. That's important. You know, um, and we bring our heart and soul and our dedication to it and our intelligence to it. And you can also conceive the thing the other way around, that the soul is driving this. Um, and, uh, you know, what perceptions arise for different people at different times is what needs to arise. You know, so there's a whole other way of conceiving it. Um, do you need more examples? or uh, I seem to remember... It was the end of the path of the imaginary tree, and I just rattled. They were all musical, I, I seem to remember, for some reason. But I could, I could, you know, there, there's loads one could give, and sometimes it's really dramatic. Sometimes it's very, um, yeah, very, very dramatic, you know, and, and there's maybe, uh, like I said this morning, you know, with that image about the um, uh, the mother who lost a child, you know, it's like, sometimes images move in series, and, and they kind of, so you don't necessarily jump from one to, to this big thing, um, and, and, yeah, sometimes the whole thing's very dramatic, and sometimes it's really, really subtle, so this is the thing, it's like not to put too much pressure on, I want a dramatic kind of, uh, thing that I've heard about, yeah, but, but, how does that sound, yeah, um, look, if we turn it around, you know, Um, I'm, I'm not hearing a lot of frustration or anything in your question, it's more just, it sounds more like curiosity rather than, yeah. So, you know, beautiful things are happening, right? Would you say? Yeah, Yeah. trust that. Stay, stay, (laughs) stay with the beauty, something really beautiful is happening, you don't need to, I'm, I'm more like, a lot, a lot of thing about imaginal is just saying, it's almost like we notice things, you start to notice more and more, um, and, and some of that's just familiarity. Some of it's just attuning more rather than making different things happen. So this whole thing about, like this um, self-other world Eros. What's a tripod? What's a quadra Quadrupod? <laughs> Quadrupod. Uh, th- th- this thing... um Stool, yeah. <laughs> um, th- th- you know, it's like... It's not obvious at first, so the world is the cosmopoesis part in that. You, usually, with images, it's it's the object. You don't realise, like I said. Do you realise that the that the self is actually um also ignited and infused in the imaginal constellation? Not realising that, and um, sometimes it's fine. Other times, well, things get really out of balance. It's like the whole this quadrupod has has lost a a leg, you know, and, and it's not... and we need... part of the balancing means looking around, you know. Um, but, uh, th- that was something I just noticed, you know. It's like, it's like, so a lot of this stuff is like... No, and the cosmic ways is to noticing. Oh, that's interesting. I can't remember the first time I noticed it, whether it was dramatic or subtle, it doesn't matter, but it's like, it's stuff to notice gradually rather than to make happen, yeah. And so this goes for a lot of imagination. Even the divinity, it's like oh yeah, oh yeah, it does have that quality. I might not like that word divinity, but it's like, it's what we notice. So this is like, this is characteristic of the imaginal. And then you start to notice, oh yes it is, oh yes it is, oh yes that, oh yes that, rather than making it happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <coughs> uh, so, I'm wondering about,
3: some similar sort of answers, but um, about the the way that you're using the word earbox. Yeah. So when you talk about it, if you sort of in defining it you're saying yeah, there's, there's the contact, there's the sort of want for um, that, and, and you'll say um, there's the sort of wanting to penetrate or open to. Yeah. But you, so I notice that you, dis- you don't make any distinction between those two. Yeah.
0: included, the being known by. Mm. Yeah, so it, it's
3: sort of when you talk about eros,
0: it's quite often with that sort of tension. Mm. Or mm. sort of, yeah, yeah, world. yeah, um, yeah thank cool. you. Um So, Zazie mm. is saying, um, when we were, when I was, when we were defining eros, saying it's more penetrating and opening without to, to the it, other the erotic object and uh, wanting more penetration and um, and not really making a distinction between penetrating and opening um, and is there a reason for not making a distinction and what's the end of the question right Yeah and I guess that when you talk about eros it seems to be yeah. more penetrated yeah yeah and when I talk about eros it seems to be more penetrated. I'm a guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> in, in the sense I I, I am I'm I'm <laughs> 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 if we if we use the words that you 'd masculine and feminine it's like i, I 'm I'm, I'm very masculine you, you know it 's like that 's really so I have a lot of that and um, so apologies if, if that but in, in the, if, if we go back to this principle how Euros will want to move in every way um, go with what seems to be alive if that, the directionality is that way if it 's back towards that opening the self to um, In a way, what we are talking about this morning fits the anteros first, you know, which is similar to what you're saying, but you're, you know, fine. Um, Just go with where it's alive, because it's like a flame. It's like, um, uh, wherever it's alive is where you trust, and then it will start. So eventually you get the penetrating and opening. You know, and some, I don't think, well, I think I mentioned it in the guided meditation. You can have, let's say, purely sexual, er erotic, imaginal going on, and you could be the penetrator, you know, and um, uh, and I could turn into one whose pen doesn't even make sense, you know, anatomically, but it doesn't matter. It's like, you just trust, again, back to Dave's question, there's a, there's a soul movement here that will just unfold how it unfolds, in the order that it unfolds for you, in the order that it unfolds for uh, Elaine or whatever. It's, it's going to be different. It's a bit like Bo's question yesterday about conceptually starting in different places, and experientially start, some people more with the body, some people more with, you know, it, it doesn't matter, it's like, trust the eros, and, and then, and let it do its thing, and it will, yeah, so apologies if my language tends to tip that way, um, it's, yeah, it's just, uh, so, that, how does that sound? Yeah, I, mean, and I think it's, it's partly relating to, sort of, um, and I think that is, it's, it's, you know, it's just
3: the, the sort of, polar end of the experience, yeah. It, because a lot of the images, um, it's the sort of merging with the image. So often when people talk about sort of, you know, oh, there's this image, and it, but it's like a, it's a merging rather than a, an other. Mm-hmm. But then actually the, the, in that, whether there's an image which I merge with or whether the image is just myself, mm-hmm. there is the sense of other in the sort of conscious, you know, in the being known in that image. But so the experience is that I am
0: that in, in there isn't so much of like, an obvious sense of other. Yeah. It feels like that is just the, the sort of feminine mode. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. Um, I, again, I, I would... So, I don't know how to sum that up. Um, what you just said. Uh, it doesn't, as so he's saying, it doesn't seem like there's so much of an other that the, the, the self or... That pole of the self other has become the principal image, and there's not so much of a duality because there's quite a lot of merging going on yeah um again i, I would just I would just trust it you know that <coughs> when there's eros, it uh, creates otherness othernesses actually, so what happens is it just proliferates m- m- more and more othernesses it's like so you become multiple the f- the, f- the, the 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 um Folds of your being start proliferating. You start. It's like it's not just zazzy. It's like this element or this dimension of my being that becomes a pole, and and so there there will be an, another beloved other, and then there will be just more and more. And um, so again, I would just say trust it. What we're not doing is just diving. We're not doing it's only diving into a kind of complete melting giant thing. That that's fine. And I'm probably. That's happened for different people, you know. It's, that's quite normal. But um, so you can let that happen. You can enjoy it. But always there's a coming out of that. It's like we want, we don't want to get lost in that. We want to know it, and then otherness reestablishes itself in a, in a beautiful way, you know. Or there's degrees of melting or whatever. But and um, there will be this proliferation of othernesses. That um, but you can basically just trust. I think. Am I answering? Yes. Okay. Good.
3: So, do you think that otherness is actually inherent in image? So, rather than, you know, if something is really imagined, So, it's like the... Yeah, so my experience of it is mostly that the, the multitude is within
0: the image of self rather than the image of... Yeah, 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 that's fine. There'll, there'll be othernesses in that, in that, yeah, within that, yes. Yeah. yeah. So, it's like self almost becomes like another, like a beloved other, yeah or beloved others
3: yeah,
0: but it's, it's more like it feels like the, the other is the know- knowingness oh yes, 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 exactly yeah, yeah, yeah totally. yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yes, thank you yeah, good okay. uh, Jamie had one, yeah you mentioned in one of the talks that there are elements of Tantra that are analogous <coughs> to the soul making paradigm I'm just wondering if there are any critical ways in which it's definitely different. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> um, I, there's probably lots of different ways that people, that Tantra gets... Um, Disseminated, you, you know, classical tantra. First of all, there's Buddhist tantra and there's Hindu tantra and there's all kind, you know, and then there's modern Western sexual tantra. And so it's like, what are we talking about? But, but even in Buddhist tantra, there's a lot of different kind of schools and traditions and things. Um, one of the things that, that comes immediate to mind is, um, to often what you get in tantric is. Prescription, prescribed deities with prescribed forms and prescribed colors and prescribed, you know, meanings and all kinds of things. And and that's all great and, and fine. Um, I think we're leaning more towards this kind of trusting of, of the soul and what comes up individually and, uh, you know, what images come to you. So that's one of the... Um, That's one. I mean, there are... Jamie's asking what's what's the way... What are the ways in which what we're doing is definitely different from sort of classical Buddhist tantra? Is that... Good? Yeah. So that's one. Um, there are others. I'm just not sure whether I want to say what they are now. Um... Uh, <laughs> 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 um... I think I won't, if that's okay, yeah, yeah um, sorry, yeah, um, j- is that okay, just, is that enough, yeah, okay, um, and if we just found the practices so revelatory and powerful that, like, why has no one found this before, mm. and, and, and taught it in a, in a considered way, well what's in tantra, should I go to tantra and see what yeah. else is there, or, or yeah, you know, I, I, um, but, well, well, you may you may and find all kinds of stuff I imagine, but um I'm not an expert on tantra i don't i don 't consider myself at all an expert um, I suppose one of the ways it's opened up for me was was from the emptiness practice Jules gone, but one, from the emptiness practice it it almost to me just suggests Tantra it suggests the ability to do that. you reach a certain point when it becomes kind of to me the obvious next step and the obvious sort of unfolding, so I went. Um, the library next door and rummage through books, and tried to apply myself to the practices they were taught, but I, it worked, worked to a certain extent, but it actually felt like it wasn't the right thing, and, um, then for me what was really, um, a big thing was reading James Hillman, and then, uh, you know, moving through that and taking that and then, and then just experimenting and, and, um, you know your question. Of why isn't or what? what it, it has a lot to do. that's why I I tend to talk, try and talk a lot and think a lot about conceptual frameworks, conceptual ideas that actually block it, that prevent. Why isn't it? There's actually a reason why. It's because we believe X or we believe Y or we believe that X or Z is wrong or this and that. There's actually ideas um, and psychological reasons and, and you know there's lots of reasons why not. Why it doesn't? So that's actually quite an interesting question. Um, uh, s- um, but yeah. Sometime, yeah. The same topic. Do you think it's because? Is just a, in the history of t- tantra up until you know the way the Western mind developed, there was potentially fewer blocks. I mean, it seems to me that in practice, i practiced a little bit myself in that, in, that in that tradition. It seems like the soul-making aspects are more implicit. Within that, and then yeah. there's of expectation that the prescribed image will then become the yeah. image in a way Yeah, you need Yeah, um, yeah I'm, I'm just a little. Fid- dodgy territory. It, well, it's dodgy for a reason, I don't even yeah. want to say why. Um, <laughs> 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 um Let, let me just see what to say now. You um, can pause I think tantra is is effectively infinite. I might have said that in the talk the other day. It's not um, it's not taught as infinite, mm-hmm. and it's also the direction is prescribed. So, the, or the, there's a, there's more directions than saying classic Theravada. That, that I, so, but the directions are prescribed. I think um, what I'm just kind of just letting the cats out of the bag a little bit, um, here and in other talks and places. It's like, let's really open up that infinite thing. Let's really admit that that's implicit in the whole soul-making and, and the directionality is infinite. And, and what happens if we just really, um, you know, op- open to that idea, re- realisation, and, and then create a path out of, or, or find a path out of that, you know? So, Tantra is an odd, it's an odd animal. It's like, or, or uh, religions are odd, odd animals because th- there's this religious fantasy which goes backwards. So I have to tie something to this authority and this logos and this image of what awakening looks like. and then And then some things expand. There is a soul making, but I still have to tie it to... Did you see what I mean? And there's a tension there. And um there was in Tantra right from the beginning because often historically probably a lot of the tantra roots came from shamanism and village shamans and meeting kind of orthodox Buddhism and stuff. Like that. So it's to me it's interesting, um, but there's a kind of still a kind of reined inness that that um it's it's a big step to you know, to do that, but that's a bit of an answer. Is that okay? Okay, Let's <laughs> just someone who hasn't maybe asked, and we'll see. Anyone? Or, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, okay. Yeah, i am happy to give it to um, you. Know. I actually thought Bo had a hand up first. Sorry, I am not
4: And this is one that could be answered or not answered, but it feels like um, one of the Eros practices that both of you have been seeding in us is maybe the art of asking beautiful questions. Um, And it's it's sort of, I've been reflecting on how we can ask questions that elicit, you could call it images in their own likeness, that just... um, And so, because we have literally Eros and Psyche, or (laughs) are sitting in in front of us.
0: (laughs) Did I hear the tea bell? <laughs> <laughs> um,
4: yeah, and, and we preparing to go. Um, with the knowledge you have now and sensing us the, the way that you do and having that heart connection, is there a question that you would craft for us together that we haven't seen to ask?
0: For, that, for okay. everyone.
4: Well, yeah, and you've been doing that all along in some ways, but... Uh, and so it doesn't have to be answered now, but what would, what would be a, a beautiful question seed? Um, yeah. And I'm also aware of that part of myself that wants to ask, always things stop, like yeah, is this right? <laughs> is that right? Are we doing that right? Um, so just an open invitation, that's at any point.
0: What was the thing about doing it right? I didn't get that.
4: Well, you know. As we prepare to leave, you know, having some sense of the, the questions that elicit answers in their own likeness are tend to be. I mean, we could probably map them out together. All the ones that, you know, am I doing this well enough to be able to go home? But mm-hmm. but what would? Um, so because you've been teaching us things like, is this soul making? Does this feel alive? You know, to recognize the quickening. That happens inside us when, when we ask something beautiful, or, or, or there is an image of beauty. Just wondering.
0: What you yeah. We can think about it. <laughs> <laughs> burning, shall we? we might,
2: but... Okay. Shall we have a bit of quiet then? Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.